Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. Hey, how you doing? I'm coming to you via Zoom during the, the global pandemic. It's really dramatic, but you know, today is, uh, I'm gonna say it's the 5th of April. And we got some really good news in New York City today that it seems like we have leveled off. They're not, you know, uh, what's his name? You know, uh, de Blasio, or, or actually it was the other guy. I'm like blanking because I'm getting overloaded in my brain. But um, anyway, it seems like we may we may we may be on the verge of turning a corner, but no one wants to announce that officially. But it did make everybody feel a little more reassured. It's been a really really anxious time. If if it's just still going on when you hear this, um, I just you know there's not there's not much I can say. You know, are you normal? It's fucking anxious. It's a fucking anxious time. And if you're not anxious right now, that means that you're repressing it and you're just going to be anxious later. So I would say own the anxiety. Join us. There's plenty of resources on the internet if you need any help, which would be normal. So try, just try to be normal for once in your life, okay? Okay, you guys? So anyway, thanks a lot for listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I'm here every Thursday, two to three. Um, you know, we need money. I mean, come on, folks. But we also have a lot to offer you because we have 24-7 resources. So go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org and download one of our apps or donate money to us. We, we, you know, this is a really important organization and we want to, we want to be there for you and want to keep going. So be, be part of it and join us. All right. Okay. That's all I'm saying about that. So today I have part two with one of our, um, one of our most beloved co-hosts or, you know, station hosts, Calvin Williams. He is the host of Lush Vibe Radio. Uh, I'm, I'm saying it right. Wait, Calvin, did I'm Lush like vibes. so Lush vibes. We're Brooklyn free. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm overloaded. I'm overloaded. Um, anyway, Lush vibes. And what time is it on again? I want to make sure to get that right, yep. Calvin. Yeah, Lush vibes radio, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Tuesday nights. And what? And just describe your show. Um, I call it two hours of the airy, atmospheric, ambient side of all the genres you love and all the genres you didn't know you love. So uh, I go, I, I explore all different genres of music. Um, it's more, it's not a specific, it's not genre specific. It's more like a particular sound texture. And the thing is like Calvin, if you know his personality, he's like so chill and he's so perfect for this. So I got to <laughs> tell you, and it's, he's, he comes from a musical background we found out in part one. So yep. <laughs> yeah, and he plays music. You guys should, it's good, it's good shit, it's good shit. Anyway, the thing is, this is part two because Calvin is a complex nut to crack. I'm just gonna <laughs> say that, I couldn't quite, I couldn't, Calvin's got so much 
shit going on that we couldn't really cover it in one session. We only we only got the tip of the iceberg. But in all in all seriousness, Calvin's been through a lot of shit. I'm going to have him sum it up for you uh, uh, in his own words in a minute. But he's been through uh, since like 2014. He's been he went through a I'll say spate of deaths in his family, close family members, which was um, just tragic. And in the middle of coping with all that, he got diagnosed with type one, which is juvenile diabetes. What's really unusual about this is that uh, this form of diabetes, which is the really heavy duty kind, you know, where you really have to have it. There's no right way around like getting insulin shots or something very serious. Uh, is that Calvin got it in his 30s. And it's very unusual. And most people that have juvenile diabetes grow up with it. And um, I likened it to like being blind. Like if you were born blind, as much as tragic as that is, you learn how to cope with it. It's almost like learning a you know, how are you going to learn a language? It's trying to learn a new language in your 30s. Wow, that's, that's a frightening idea uh, for me. But anyway, uh, Calvin actually would probably be pretty good at it. But Calvin is, Calvin is also like a really great example and an inspiration because he is such a chill, generous person. So when we got to the end of the session last time, uh, you know, it was really like, Calvin is such a easy person to to enjoy and respect and appreciate, but it turns out that Calvin has a hard time accepting um, appreciation or or help or anything from from people that want to give it to him, which is pretty much anybody that knows Calvin. So he said it's because of his issues with trust from his past. And like I just said, we didn't get to that because we spent so much time trying to figure out how Calvin could possibly integrate all that shit in his life as well as he did in the last five years. And as he said himself, he, this past New Year's, he was kind of turning a corner. But Calvin, why don't you, um, did I sum that, I summed that up. I summed uh, that you up okay. You actually summed that up pretty good. <laughs> good. I didn't think I was going to, though. You could tell that yeah, beforehand, you... right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you got you got um, the gist of it. Um, but would you know add to that or let us know like what? Give us some like dimension of how you felt your feelings or you know like what it was like for you. I'm describing it, but give us a, a few sentences on you know what what your experience was and how the last session went so like um you summed it up pretty well between uh between like years of grief and um dealing with my health issues like i i i liken myself into like turning into a zombie or basically just like a a shell of who i used to be um right. it got to a point where i just i just existed I just just trying to just trying to get through like just trying to get through day to day. Um, well, you described yourself as like a pretty happy, outgoing person. What were you like before, and what do you what 
what did you, what, you know, just co Thank compare you. and contrast, please. So I was a lot more outgoing. I like, I would go like, I would like try to basically go out and enjoy life, go out to concerts, movies. Um, did you have a girlfriend? Did you date? Um, no, I, I didn't. I da didn't dating. Date. No, you didn't. Dating. You're dating, a hetero, really. right? What's that? You're a hetero. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But you, yeah. yeah I'm just. So that was never part of that. No, it was never really that, part of that. That was never part of that, Calvin. Okay. Mm -hmm. well, we'll find out about that today. Yeah, dating. Uh, that that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to explore. There's yeah. yeah there's layers to that too. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe though, because you know you're hot, nice guy, hot, <laughs> manly, I, knows about music. You know, I, like level-headed, employed. It's hard to imagine that you're that that you know somebody hasn't somebody hasn't <laughs> taken charge of that. But okay, so I let's. Feel, I feel like a lot of, I feel a lot of like, like I have a lot of good qualities, but like, I don't like, I don't personally believe that like any of them are like conducive to like relationships or, or like, pro like life progression. And I've been trying to understand why I feel that way. And like, it's deeply ingrained. Yeah, really deep. Cause I saw, I saw a chick hitting on you very directly and you know that. <laughs> that's right you were you were there for that <laughs> yeah so i i i mean this is not just like some uh you know i saw it in real life i saw it happening um yeah. which was pretty which you handled very very well <laughs> i mean i thought that Thank was you. the most graceful handling of being hit on in a very direct way that uh a lot of guys, a lot of guys would not have been that graceful. So anyway, um, but I, I'm guessing that the dating, or in this case, lack of it, and the trust thing, that's all part of the same mishagasis. We Jewish shrinks like to say, fake Jewish shrinks like to say, <laughs> mishagas, great word, very onomatopoeic. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So let's get started. Tell, tell us like where, what, you know, obviously you have trust issues. So what, yeah. what do you imagine? Where do you, what, where do you see them coming from? Like what, what the fuck happened to you? Okay. So this goes back to, ooh, this goes back to like junior high, mm -hmm. like sixth grade, new school, new people. It's a very, it was a very small school. So um, it was, it should have been a very tight knit group of people, but uh, um, unfortunately for me, I ended up uh, getting uh, ganged up on and uh, and just like emotionally, like uh, emotionally teased for like all of sixth grade. Where right? was it? Where was it? Uh, it was in it was in Brooklyn, uh, my neighborhood, Crown Heights. And how many kids were in the school? Uh, I think there was a total of like 96 kids in this particular but, school. Yeah, school. in it your was, uh, class, like yeah, in your grade. 32. 32? Yes. So you really like everybody knew everybody. Right. So if you got, if you were like getting, like if you were getting ostracized, like they really knew you. Like it they, was, it wasn't like that guy seems like a weirdo. I don't want to 
have anything to do with him. It's like, we know him was, and we don't want to have things. More. Or, <laughs> it was more. That's horrible. That's it was more terrible. Of, so uh, what it was happened? More of, well, it was more of, uh, that guy's a weirdo. Let's screw with him. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So you were bullied. Can we say yeah. bullied? Yeah. And um, well, what, it what do you, do you have any idea what it was about? You were, you were probably different in some way. Were you? I mean, or what you, was it? What, what, the, what, what do you think it was? Why were you bullied? Do you have any idea? I can't imagine I it, so <laughs> you tell me. I don't know where, what exactly it was about me, but like I like I was I was like I was the I was the the, the really geeky kid and uh, geeky kid that lived in the hood and like I was like I was computer like I was I've been computer savvy for most of my life. Um mm -hmm. mus like musically gifted, like I had like just really a lot different from like most of the other kids in that school who like really mm -hmm. focused on like focused on like I like while everybody was like more like hip-hop and like like neighborhood oriented like I was the kid listening to NPR and like the smooth jazz station <laughs> well that's the, so you were like you were the, the into can we say intellectual yeah you were more intellectual yeah. did you do better in school as well um what's funny was like as like as bright and intelligent as I was I really didn't do terribly well in school mm -hmm. why do you think and, that is um got bored easily <laughs> uh -huh. and Could got bored easily and like not like didn't really have much interest in like a lot of the subjects mm -hmm. in that school and getting like getting bullied that whole year didn't really do me much favors e either yeah, uh, yeah and what was your relationship was it it was you have a brother right yes an older brother uh, i have an older brother yeah uh, he's eight years a, older eight years older and so it was you and your mom and your brother right and your brother's eight years older that's a lot when you're what you're you were in seventh grade you were I was, uh, sixth grade i was 11. 11 and uh, your brother would have been was he was he at home then he would have been like at 18 he, 19. uh let's see this was did he go to college did your brother go he to went, college he went to college for a year um dropped out came back home um worked uh, worked for a year and then joined the army the following year oh wow really yeah. did he go overseas Oh yeah, he Where? he went over he went overseas several times. He actually retired and lives in Japan right now. Oh my God! <laughs> wow. When are we yeah. going to visit him? I'm dying to go to Japan. Have you been there? Uh, no, I've I've never left the country save for Canada. <laughs> okay. Well, now's not the time to talk about going on trips because no, 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 there's no. a global pandemic. Yes, yeah, so which let's, is a bit of an obstacle. But yeah, just, anyway. just a little bit. <laughs> so what was your life like at home? Like emotionally, was your, were you close to your mom? Would your, like, did your, were, was it, what kind of environment? Was it supportive? Did you hang out with them? Did you have nothing to do? What was your life at home like? So it was, so it was me, mom, and my brother. Um, I've, I was close with my mother, as you probably imagine. I'm still very close with my mom. Mm -hmm. Um the relationship with my brother, on the other hand, like, was not like kind of uh, kind of strained after like 
after he went to high school, he feels like it feels like a lot of things, uh, a lot of things changed for him. And like my relationship with him, like kind of took a backseat. And what do you mean by that? Like he started, oh, I can't really, like, I can't really talk about it. I can't really say what exactly it was, but like, as like, as he, as he got older, he had his friends and like his friend base and didn't didn't really feel like um i was part of that base like i like we were uh when we were like growing up so did he wind up kind of rejecting you yeah that's what it feels like yeah and um do does it feel like that now what's your relationship them like now it's uh we're trying to we're trying to uh make it better like it's Mm-hmm. it's best way I can put it is like, we're, we're both, we're both adults now and we're trying to, and it's like, we're trying to get to know each other again, which uh-huh. isn't easy, especially seeing as how he's several thousand miles away. <laughs> that's, that's a good positive thing though. You know? Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, that's not, that's not fun. So he, he kind of rejected you and what about your mom? Like, did, did you, did she have any sense of what was going on? Oh, your dad, I was going to say, so you guys have the same dad, right? Uh, different dads. You have different dads. Mm-hmm. Um, was his dad, was he, and you said your dad was sort of involved. He wasn't around all the time, but he was involved, right? He stayed involved right. in your life. Yeah. So did having different dads have any effect on your relationship with him, do you suppose? Mm, that, uh, that it did not. Like okay. I, like growing okay. up, it, I felt kind of, I felt kind of weird, like having different name, a uh, different last name than oh. uh, my mom and my brother, but. Mm-hmm. But it, that um, wasn't a factor. Yeah, that, was, remember, that wasn't yeah, a factor. That was a factor. <laughs> so how did your, what was your, so your mom and what was, you and your mom got along well, I'm guessing, right? It yeah. sounds like. And then how did she get along with him, your brother, your older brother? Uh, that was, <laughs> that was a, uh, that was a uh, much different dynamic. <laughs> what was that he was, like? Like he was like, uh high school he changed quite a bit and kind of it kind of rebelled a little bit <laughs> uh-huh was there drugs alcohol, uh no gangs, thankfully no guns. no drugs no alcohol uh, no drugs no alcohol no gangs with um which no, is no no which no, is no, f- no like none of prost- like the textbook no stuff. Pros- prostitutes <laughs> how about <laughs> no, no. None of none of like the none oh, of like the uh, behind man. music like textbook stuff. You oh, just oh like, shit, that's rebe- this bad. Rebellious case. Be a good story. <laughs> did he? Did he? Did he act out? Did he get angry? Like when he, he wasn't? You're saying he changed? Like was he like rebellion? I mean, what 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 did rebellion look like for him? What 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 was your take on him? What makes you say he was rebellious? Hey, he. He wanted to, like, he wanted it. I have to think about this. This was, this was so long ago. This mm-hmm. is like more, this is like more than 20 years ago. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. like a lot of, like, I think a lot of it was like one him wanting to like conform to like the, the, the norms of, of the hood. Mm-hmm. So you and your would, mom, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like you and your mom were, you know, like you were a good kid, you know, pretty intellectual into like bettering yourself and all that stuff. And you didn't get caught up in for better, or for worse, like the other, what the other kids were doing. And it sounds right. a little like he did, right? Yeah. You know, which is easy to do. Oh, yeah. And then think that your brother's a dork, right? Maybe. I don't know. Well, whatever. He, he, he like, yeah. It wasn't more that he just ignored you. I th- yeah. He, he, he spent more time with his friends than uh, he did with me. Mm-hmm. And he, you were and, close to him and that felt really like, yeah, that it, felt like abandonment, especially with not having, uh, a, you know, your dad around full time. So did you look up to him? Was he kind of an, like a, you know, he was kind of a big brother, yeah. sort of literally, right? Right. <laughs> and what's he look? Did he kind of look out for you and play that role a bit? And then at a certain point, he like yeah, turned just in, turned into like a stupid teenager. Damn it! Yeah, he's he basically became like he he went into like full on teenager mode. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough situation for everyone concerned. I'm going to just say mm. that. I think. So anyway, uh, so was Bad. that around, around the same time that you started getting bullied? No, this, this was before. But before that pro- so probably So probably thinking back on it, that really didn't help my... Uh, self-esteem. My, uh, my, yeah, it definitely didn't help my self-esteem, didn't help the, uh, the trust issues that would eventually like, <laughs> get worse mm-hmm. over the years. Did your mom support you? Like when you were bullied, did she support you? Was she, did you, did you have her to talk? Did you have anyone to talk to? I mean, like I talked to her about it and like, she wanted to go to the school and like. Fix it. And go to school and fix it. But I, I really didn't want her to, cause I didn't want to get bullied even worse. Yeah, I got it. I got it. That's all they know. Mm-hmm. how. To, that's what parents. Yeah. So what happened? What happened? Like, to explain uh just you know what happened like did it happen all of a sudden or how did it start what happened it was just um it like it started it started gradually and it just started like slow like slowly building and it wasn't and it wasn't everyone in the whole school it was just like a handful of people but mm-hmm. there were there were so many others that were like um indirectly complicit mm-hmm. right so i there was nobody there to like. Nobody tried to uh, tried to have my back on it. Well, what did they do? Help. What did they do? What was the what no, did, just, how, did, how did it manifest? It was just like tea, just, uh, uh slow teasing. It just uh, built up, uh, built up to even like even more teasing. Like, um, like this was this was around this was around the time where like puberty was hitting for all of us. Mm-hmm. And under like understanding like um, our bodies and like hormones and mm-hmm. and basically trying to like figure ourselves figure ourselves out and so be, like I basically I I was teased for uh, and at the time I didn't even know what it was like I got teased for uh, like hey I bet you masturbate. I bet you masturbate all the time. And then I was like, what the hell? Is, what is that? Like, I'm 11. Like, I'm, know big, what that was. I'm big. I'm big. Like, I'm so, 
I'm, I'm, so I'm still they, at home watching watching cartoons and stuff. But so like, were they teasing you about masturbating a lot, and you didn't yeah. even know what it was? Right. That sounds really frightening. Did yeah. You, did did you did you ask or like how did you like how did like you didn't go home and say mom or your brother you didn't ask or like how did no. you not find did you why didn't why did why didn't you try to find out what it was? Um, I eventually I eventually figured out what it was. Like I. I had the internet back then, so I um, I learned like I learned I learned about it, and eventually, like we were taught what it was in school. Mm-hmm. So, but um, that sounds then, real. Mm-hmm. But but you, I, but you didn't for a while. Mm-hmm. No one did, probably. That's why they right because they knew you wouldn't know right away what it was. Right. Like somebody found out about it, and then they they thought that would be a cool thing to like uh but that's hold s- over my head and yeah it just and it just kept it just kept going kept going for the entire year wow and was there any i mean that sounds horrible <laughs> like just horrible but it sounds mostly verbal was there any other physical stuff were you also like not included in things or like they made fun of you when they saw you right like in yeah. school they would call mm-hmm. you names or something mm-hmm. um but were there other manifestations of it like were there like parties that the kids had or were there things that you just weren't were you excluded from activities like what other things happened now here's what, a really weird part of it like they would like they would constantly tease me and and all that stuff but like lunchtime like we would just we would just hang out and then go go out and play and have fun like nothing happened but then after but then after recess was over it was back to the grind (laughs) so which is something that really made no sense to me (laughs) (laughs) that's impossible (laughs) Are you sure? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm pretty sure. Like something that's something you don't really forget. <laughs> so that must have really fucked with you. That idea of like, you like know, who, like who are happened? my friends? <laughs> no, but it, are like, these my friends? Yeah, like how did like how could you remain like? I'm not. I mean. Like this, like the thing that seems sensible as an adult hearing it is like, well, why did you have anything to do with them? Because there was only 32 kids in my class. But were <laughs> and you... I couldn't get away from them. Mm-hmm. But were you eight, ever... hours a, eight hours a day, I'm, I'm there, like we're under, all under each other. Right. But did you, did you ever think of like, I don't want to have anything to do with these kids at all? Or you just felt like these were the only options and you had to take it? At that point, I just kind of figured that's what junior high is like. <laughs> junior high is bad. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what was that like? Like, wh- what did you feel, feel like? Like, did, I mean, what, what was your experience of that? You, you know, what, what was like your days like? Did you... Did you have any friends? Did you have anybody to talk to? Did you just go to school and go home? Did you play any sports or 
how did that all affect you? I mean, that sounds horrible. That sounds like horrible. Um, you know, I, I just think of Melania Trump and her anti-bullying campaign right away and think how stupid all that shit is, man. And how, and how pervasive bullying is and how yeah. fucking fucked up. And that, that stuff, I mean, I had an incident I can relate to in a way. And it's still, it totally fucked. It, I mean, I'm, you know, I never got over it. I mean, I'm still managing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still, I think that's, I've, I think I've that's learned, the best we really I've, can I've, do. You know? I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I still have to use coping skills. It's not like it never happened. So, right. um, but um, what, what was your, what was your, where were you? Like, what was your head like? Were you like depressed? Were you like, what did you, were you alone after school? Like, what was your life like? Like, I, I had a friend that I would walk home with and like, I thought we were, okay, here's, oh, oh, this is a good one. I had a friend that uh, I would walk home with every day. And like, I would talk, like, I I thought we, we, like the two of us, like, just would like chat and, like have a good time and just kind of get away from like all the the madness of school but in seventh grade um he decided that he didn't uh, he didn't want to hang out with me anymore and what makes it even worse was i never heard it directly from him he didn't he didn't say i don't like i think i'm like what he most sensible people would be like listen man like i've i've um always appreciated like walking home with you but um I'm going to start doing X, Y, and Z with them. I hope that's okay. And I would have been fine. But these, uh, but I had to hear it from this jack off kid that was like, yo, he don't, uh, he doesn't want to walk with you anymore because all you talk about is shit. Actual oh. words. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Well, <laughs> that is, that's just really, really, you know, horrible time. Um, so did you, how did, how did you manage, how did you manage it? Like, did you, um, I mean, what, what was that like? Like, did you, was it you depressed? Did you, did you try to talk to your parent, your mom about it? Did you try to talk to your brother about it? Did you just internalize it, take it home and just like, was it on your mind all the time? Do you have a sense of it? Like in any of that way, what how how you and how you got through that inter or how it I internalized it? I internalized it. I just I just went home and just did what I needed to do: homework, played video games, had my computer, mm -hmm. and just zoned out. Mm -hmm. Did it make you feel bad about yourself? Oh yeah, you bet. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> What did, what did you, what did you think? Like, you're just a reject. Did you have, did, were you, did you have anything concrete or was it more like, I don't know why they don't like me and they just don't like me and I suck or what was it? Uh, I think it was, I think it was more like, okay, they don't like me. Fine. I guess I'm not I guess I'm not that great of a person. Like I'm no fun to hang out with. I guess uh, so. I'll just, uh, mm. I'll just hang. I'll just, I'll just be by myself. 
You know what I've got to say? I think that Radio Free Brooklyn is the biggest collection of people who feel that way, who've been through that. I think that's one thing we all have in common. <laughs> like it's, it's funny. Like Yeah, we celebrate having had that experience, I think. <laughs> I, you know. And what what's real, like, I have to say, like, one of the things that has really helped me, like, through all of this is Radio Free Brooklyn and yeah. the community. Yeah, and know, right? And no, and like, and knowing full well that like we were, we were slash still are the weird kids. <laughs> right, right, right. So that's why I, I always feel so at home. Right. With you guys. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's the so greatest like, group of people ever. And like my a, trust issues actually go away like whenever I go to mixers and everything because I really? feel so That's comfortable. Yeah. Fabulous. I kind of feel that way too. <laughs> um so anyway. Uh um which is great, right? Because like yeah. look at the people you get to be where you get to be identify with years later, but that's after we've gone through all this mystery house. So yes. anyway, how did you get out of that? I mean, what happened? Um, high school happened. And then what? And I'm grief. I'm very grateful that high school happened. I went to Brooklyn Tech, and uh, which, which is was like the the A. That's like a really really competitive school, right? Yeah, like that's you have to take the uh, the specialized high school test to to get in. So when you got in that day, man, you must have been like so happy when you found out right i was ecstatic uh, just knowing that i'd be able to get away from mo most not all of them but most of the most of the kids i went to uh, junior high school with and mm -hmm. even even though a good portion of them ended up going to brooklyn tech as well there's five thousand kids in that school so i what? there's there's less likelihood that i have to see them right <laughs> they're up in my face every day so how did your life change when you went to high school? Um, I mean, I obviously instead of, way better, of, but like what would, what would happen? So uh, whereas junior high school, I was the weird kid uh, in a school full of like people that couldn't relate to me or didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Brooklyn Tech, I was the weird kid in a sea of weird kids. <laughs> mm -hmm. And did you make a lot of friends there? I did. Yeah. And did you start feeling, you know, like you, you, did you, were you able to put most of that behind you? Not all of it. No. Because <laughs> no, I mean, you still don't trust anybody. Right. <laughs> like my trust issues got better. They just didn't go away. Mm -hmm. Did you have any close friends then? Uh, I did. Mm -hmm. And people that I'm still very close with to this day. Mm-hmm. And did you trust them or? Yeah, like those, like those are people, those are some of the few people that I can really talk to even to this day. Uh-huh. So like my trust issues uh, do not extend to them, but I, but I think given like everything, everything we've gone through together, like over the years, like mm -hmm. being able to build that trust with them is mm -hmm. what... Mm -hmm. allows me to trust them well also i mean the thing about high school is there's this real level of intimacy in a certain way easy intimacy in high school because you are forced to be with this group of people every single day and you know everybody lives at home with their 
family. So their families mm -hmm. are all, you're all, so you really, I mean, there's a certain intimacy that you can't get that you can't possibly have in any other relationships. Like I have still best friends with my friend from high school and, uh, and I'm like twice your age or almost or whatever. And uh, like you will be when you'll be friends with your friends when you'd be my age. Yeah. And uh, like I know her family really well because we were always hanging out at each other's houses and she knows like how I grew up and I know how she grew up. And there's a level of intimacy yeah. that, you'll, that I wouldn't have with people like, you know, like ever again. You, you can't get that. Right. So, so it's just that, but also like we would see each other every day because of school. I mean, we chose to hang out together. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like now, you know, you got to make plans. You got to make a Zoom date. <laughs> you want to have something to, you want to see somebody, right? Right. So I'm curious how that affected, um, I'm glad to hear that you went, you know, that high school was, that is a kind of a relief to hear that. I mean, that you were able to get past that, on, you know, even though it stuck with you. But so what about um, girls? Like, you have a trust issue with girls, girls, right? Like if, Is there a uh, special yeah. trust issue with girls? I think, I think there is a, there is a, I think the trust issue extends to that as well, because like, like if I can't trust, if I can't trust you as a friend, like how, like how are we going to be intimate? You know? Right. So, but I mean, isn't, have you ever, have you had any girlfriends? I had one. You had you had one. Yeah. At when uh, when was uh, that was that was uh, that was beginning of college. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Um. So there's no there's you know like there's no there's no reason like you know like there's no there it's it's hard for me to understand, frankly, Calvin. If I'm going to be honest. And I'm not saying it's not real, but, you know, it sounds like what you went through was horrible. It sounds like you're able to have meaningful relationships with people. To um, a certain extent. And where do you think that's some, to a certain extent? Well, what do you mean by that, maybe? Like the, like, there's always going to be, like, uh, there's always going to be, like, a, like, a brick wall with certain like emotional aspects that I can like I can only allow people to like get to like get to understand a certain um, emotional point with me. And then what like, happens? You just and I um. After like after a certain point, like I get like I like I kind of put the brakes on like certain things. Like I like wow, but I, but like at if the same you need time, them, like maybe like if, if you need them, you don't want to be in a position maybe where you might be where they might think you're dependent on them in some way. Is that it? Where you you know, I think it's you, more you want yeah. Go ahead. I think it's more of um, like a level of self-esteem where like 
I don't want people to know like how, how I'm really feeling, you know? Right. Like, Cause I'm usually the person that they, they go to for like either advice or uh, listening ear and just being mm-hmm. like them, yeah. them relying on me. And like, mm-hmm. I really like me relying on other people is something that I really, I, I really don't want. And I think the trust issues uh, between the trust issues and the like feelings of rejection and abandonment have a lot to do with that because mm-hmm. you know i can imagine what happened with your brother would have been really um you know powerful because of the role that he must have played in your life i mean it probably was really profound when he went off with his own friends i mean and you can't really that's not a judgment you know what i mean that's just mm he was really probably, you know, yeah. I mean, it was, but I I can't, I can't, I can't blame him for what he did. mm -hmm. Like he was just, he was just being a teenager. Like that's that's something that teenagers sometimes do. But nevertheless, whether judgment or no judgment, I mean, nevertheless, I could see how that would have a profound effect on you because he was like your, guy role model and that probably was that probably was like as um powerful as anything because you can't get like your friends at school i mean as fucked up as that was you could get away from them but um i'm also like wondering i've been wondering about like your willingness to have conflict and your and your ability to express anger because i wonder if that's a obstacle for you oh this is oh this is this is a new this is a good topic to uh to jump into okay all right so um i feel my ability to like my ability to uh express anger um Mm -hmm. i feel like there's two things like my like one um my feelings of like my feelings that like my anger is invalid, especially uh, coming from uh, uh, coming from a mom that that was like, that's something that I felt uh, quite a bit that like, I know she knows uh, I, I'm not happy all the time, but like feeling like feeling angry and upset it just never feels like it was truly acknowledged but mm-hmm. that also may have something to do with how my dad deal uh, dealt with anger for Wait, mm-hmm. most of his life and how did your dad how does how did your dad deal with anger poorly <laughs> well uh, what is that yeah <laughs> i mean like like very like very like like what? He, was he violent um not violent but like very like very rage filled mhm and like uh-huh. some, and this is and this is something like my grand like my grandmother even my mother could and my uncle can attest to i mean listen to the story listen to uh uh the stories my uncle told about like my dad growing up and and him, like him just like having anger issues from like <laughs> like 4 or 5 years old mm, genetics He's like naturally got like 
it's his nature really probably as much as anything yeah and so like seeing like seeing how like how my dad would deal with his anger or not deal with it and and pass it like pass that to like my sisters and myself and if your half sisters my half sisters yeah mm-hmm. okay and just look so, uh, that that that's that's one thing that's had a huge effect on me and mainly me not wanting to be like him mm-hmm. and like not having the anger issues that he had and that's another another level where like suppression came in mm. so like what would he do he was a yeller he was, he was out of control yelling like, yeah he, did you ever live with him um, as a baby even no 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 mm. <laughs> i mean if so. you have to think about it that's a no <laughs> <laughs> so uh but how and you heard stories about him but did you personally were you personally experienced did you personally experience his anger yeah i like well what happened it. like give us an example of something that really stuck in your mind if that's a, if you can um I remember a time that he freaked out on me and my sisters because we uh, we uh, soaked one of his good knives in the water, you know, like the good like the the, the knives with the the really nice wooden handles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did he, he do? Like he yelled at us for like a good hour. Ooh, like really and really like was he a big mm. like loud guy? Like he's. Like he's was the kind he, of guy who was it scary? What sounds oh, was, very unpleasant, but was it? It was frightening. frightening. Did because he, ever, he has he has mm-hmm. one of those voices that like when he starts yelling, you can hear him from three blocks away. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he never threw anything or anything yeah. like that. Ever threw anything? No, was it, never physically violent with us. That's Just, a big. That's yeah. that's good. That's a pretty. I mean, that's a yeah. that's a line <laughs> that he didn't cross. Right. And I I you know, but uh. That was really scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's that was that was basically the level of male role model that I had growing up. And so So how do you deal with anger? You get angry. I mean, you're a human. Do you do you do you are you in touch with your anger at all? Um I don't think I am. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's some that's something I worry about. And that's one of the reasons why like I don't want to like really engage in like like super personal relationships because I don't know like how I would have like how I would hang handle conflict and things like that. So I just mm-hmm. rather keep to myself mm-hmm. instead instead of like doing something that could like have a long term emotional effect on somebody. Well, like, you know, there's a lot of ways to, to, you know, you don't have to all of a sudden be great at handling conflict and expressing your anger, but you could start off small. Like, do you get a, let's like with work, how you get angry at work. So I'm sure, right. Things about work aggravate, you get mad at your boss or somebody at work. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And then what happens when you're mad at them? I don't let them know that I'm angry. (laughs) I just, I just do. I just, yeah. I don't know if I like, like, 
I, the way I, the way I rationalize my anger is that it's not personal. If what they're doing is not personal, it, um, I will, I'll get over it. It's not a big deal. I'll get over it. But it is a big deal. You I mean, that's what therapy can do for you. Validate your anger. You need your anger validated. It is a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal, but I mean, yeah. See, this is what I'm thinking now is that like you have, uh, you know, whatever, uh, separated, disassociated. I don't know. That's a good shrink word from your anger for so long uh, that you can't even like, it's just somewhere out there, but you know, it's, it's really there. I mean, you know that, I mean, you know, yeah. intellectually, like you're getting like any human, you get angry. Sometimes you're probably fucking furious yeah. and people can take advantage of somebody that doesn't get angry. Right. Yeah. But, uh, at the same time, like I, like, I don't want, like, I don't want to like, become that guy because I, I could feel sometimes that like I could be like one of those people that like turns into like like turns like super monstrous and like could like break uh, break out into like uh, like violence or something destructive you know right so you're afraid of your own anger yeah but but you're not um well it's good to hear you it's good to hear you talking about it. I mean, that's a good start. Um, but I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And then I think it is going to be really hard for you to have a, um, you know, conflict. The thing is about conflict is conflict can make you resolving conflict, having a conflict with somebody and resolving it can really bring you closer to them in the long run, like you can get through it mm. and then you understand each other. And then there's a level of security because you fucking hated that person. They fucking hated you. And now you're like, Oh, that went away. And I remembered how much I loved them. Right. Yeah. So, um, but it isn't something that like, it's not a black and white thing. I mean, I don't think it's like, there's so many levels of being angry. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, I think the first step is recognizing when you are angry and then figure and then expressing it in a way that's not frightening to that you're, that you can handle. Do, do you know when you get angry? Oh yeah. Oh, Even yeah. A, you, you do know. Yeah. Like I can, like, I can feel it. It's something that you can feel, you know? <laughs> you feel, okay, well, that's good. You know, you're getting angry. That's a mm. good start. Um, you're afraid to, exp do you, you don't, can, can you tell somebody that you're angry? I mean, do you do that or what do you do? You just, you just pretend you're not angry and then they never know. They never get to hear that. Yeah, I just, I just kind of stuff it down. Like the only time people like really know that I'm angry is if they're, if, if they're with me in person. Well, that's kind of mm. withholding. You know that? Oh no, I, I absolutely know that. So like, it's, it's frustrating because they probably want to get closer to you and they can't. They want, like you want to have somebody get angry at you because it shows 
they care about you, right? I've I've never yeah. I've never seen it that way. <laughs> True. Yeah, like you know, wow. like I mean, like Phil never gets jealous. I wish he did a little bit more. Because <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like if he got like if he got a little angry, like you spent too much time talking to that guy, then at least I'd think, oh, he noticed he 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 thinks he could imagine that another guy might like me or that I could be appealing. <laughs> uh you know what i'm saying i I get you like yeah it's like he can't it's just those like like that that really human those like human emotions that we all have Mm -hmm. you know and being able to express those i also feel like you're so angry about not being allowed to be angry that you're like fuck you i'm never gonna let you see me being angry what happened Uh, with your mom your mom you said your mom didn't allow didn't 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 validate what 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 happened there it is basically like kind of like brush uh, brushing it to the side or like or like talking like talking to her friends and just and just like saying oh calvin had a tantrum he's he's, he's cute like, so she kind of made fun of you like that's what i never thought of it like that but that's it was a little kind of how she, she, I know humiliating you yeah. showing yeah so you're kind of mad at her I mean yeah. you know like here's the thing you can really you can you know like people feel really so often I mean we all feel this way I think like we don't want to say we're angry at somebody who's really important that we feel angry or hate um to somebody that we love that's important to us, like somehow, but there's no judgment on anger. You know what I mean? Like, it's just part of the whole mix. And like, you can- (laughs) Doesn't feel that way though. What? Well, it doesn't feel that way to you. Yeah. Right? But I I think, I think, um, you know, Talking to you makes me think, I feel like you understand what's going on. I, that's the whole thing. I understand completely what's going on is just being able to do something about it. Yeah. So, um, like, well, it sounds like you want to do something about it. You, you were interested in yeah. the links I sent <laughs> you. You're yeah. talking to me. Yeah. Um, but I also think that you know, you you can validate your own anger. And I think it's okay to feel that you're angry. Like maybe you're not comfortable feeling angry at your mother. Are you not comfortable feeling angry at your mother? I don't feel comfortable at all at that. (laughs) See that, you don't have to tell, you don't even have to tell her. But I think like validating, like that's humiliating. I mean, I, I know, look, your mom obviously is a goddess she brought you up she's you know somebody who from everything you've said deserves like a huge amount of respect yes there there's no like this is this is not this is not a critic being angry and being critical are very different but i think it is i i would be angry if somebody made fun of me for getting angry and didn't want to hear about it. 
if somebody doesn't want to hear about my anger, if I express it in a reasonable way, like that would happen, but right. like that would never happen with me. But no, if you express it like, you know, hey, listen, you know, I'm really mad that happened because blah, 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 blah. A lot of times, sometimes you get angry out of misunderstandings, but I think somehow, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but I think somehow a good place to start would be owning your own anger at your mom. Maybe just in expressing it, maybe through writing or through music or just, you know, and, 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 and seeing it as an act of love. Owning the anger towards your mom can be an, a, an act of love because it means that you see her as fallible. She wasn't able to, you know, validate your anger. And that wasn't good parenting. That doesn't mean she's not a good parent. It just means she's not a perfect parent. Right. And seeing her as being wrong and like fucking up. She fucked up, Calvin. <laughs> she is not fucked up. She just, she, she did a great job. There's no denying that. But I think like, I think that's where she, I, I think, but I think, that would be a good place to start. Like if you could, cause I think that's where it comes from, from her not about, from her humiliating you when you felt angry, that's humiliating. She talked about it to somebody else. Yeah. In front of you, I guess. Yes. So that's really wrong. I don't care if the kid is, I don't care if the kid is five years old, 25 years old. That's just wrong, you know, especially yeah. with somebody that, like a child that has to trust you right. or, you know, the parents, I mean, you know, and believe you me, parents do a lot worse shit than that, man. Look how highly functional you are. She didn't do it. I mean, <laughs> she didn't really fuck up that bad, but see, the problem is also, I think it's going to be really hard for you to um, have a nice, have the relationship that you are missing with chicks. If you don't resolve it with your mother first. In your own mind, you don't have to get involved yeah. her. And right. I think living with her makes it harder because she's around yeah. all the time. She's part of your life. Yes. But take the mother that you grew up with, take the mother that, that brought you up and put, make that a separate person and work with that. Okay. Anyway. So anyway, Calvin, this was really <laughs> interesting. And um, yeah. <laughs> thanks so much. And I just want to remind people that they're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn Dr. Lisa gives a shit. I'm here every Thursday, two to three. Um, I have a different guest every week. And uh, stick around because we've got great Thursday afternoons at Radio Free Brooklyn are fabulous. We got Elon Danziger right after this with Lost and Rewound, really funny stories. Uh, people talk about their mixtapes from their growing up and tell funny stories and See you soon, okay? Dr. Lisa gets shit.